Hi, I'm Cameron, and I don't just read comics, I love them. Welcome back to another episode of Cameron Reads Comics, and on today's episode, we are going to be talking about Daredevil Season 1 uh, from Netflix. So, anticipating ne the Netflix universe's role in the larger MCU... Uh, I decided I wanted to rewatch the first season. There's been a lot of rumors that uh, the Daredevil mainstay characters, Wilson Fisk, the Kingpin, Matt Murdock himself, are going to be in the MCU. And so I just wanted to kind of take some time and uh, go back because I haven't watched the first season of the show in a long time. And so I want to see how it holds up and, and if it's uh, worthy of the, the legacy that has been bestowed upon it. Spoiler alert, the answer is yes, it does. It lives up to the hype. So I don't know if you guys remember, but before this version of Daredevil, the one we had was Ben Affleck's Daredevil. And, you know, everyone has an opinion on that movie. I don't think it's as, as bad as people say it is, but, like, I don't think it... I think one film was just enough of that uh, universe. So... In the public perception of this character, Daredevil, that was the only one we ever had. And so it's really nice to finally see that, you know, we he can exist in the larger, you know, superheroic universe. And he can be, he's a character worthy of being taken seriously. And so for him to get his own television series is absolutely awesome. And uh, I think this television series that he got was even more exceptional. Um... I also just wanted to let say it on on camera. I forgot how good this show was. Like I remember, I remember thinking, you know, rank. I've seen it all. So season three was like my absolute favorite, but and and season two was also really really good. So I was like kind of like, oh, season one's fine, season one's fine, season one's fine. Season one is really freaking good. So go watch this show. But it's also really important to say that this series, this show is based on the Frank Miller Daredevil run, which is, for my money, the greatest comic book series of all time. If anyone ever asked me what my favorite series is, that's my answer. So this one specifically is based on The Man Without Fear uh, by Frank Miller and John Romita Jr. So that is absolute necessary comic book reading. Uh, if you are a Marvel fan, I would, it's essential. It's essential Marvel. And uh, they just ripped the costume from this series right right off the page and into the series. So so let's get into this uh, story. I don't want to keep you guys here for too long because there's just I can go on and on and on about this this show. So I want to break it down into some character stuff, some story stuff, uh, and we'll talk about it. I'm grouping up some of the characters. So um, Daredevil, Foggy, and Karen's relationship is one that I found to be so... Um, not Daredevil himself, but Matt Murdock. I found it to be so interesting and so wholesome. I think they nailed these characters uh, in, in in Foggy and Matt's dynamic, especially. There's an there's pretty much a full episode dedicated to like their history and then where they are now in their relationship, and I absolutely loved it because I love Foggy Nelson. Daredevil's just one of my absolute favorites. So their three musketeer kind of dynamic um them saving karen her introduction into the series like them being her lawyers at the very beginning i thought was really really great and so that being the case all of their interactions were super great and uh their their teamwork and all of it because each, each relationship to one another is very different you know you have matt and foggy's like long history together and you know accountability and you have Foggy and Karen's relationship. Do they want to be together in a relationship or do they not? It's not going to work. And then you have Matt and Karen's relationship where he is trying to keep her on the exterior but also 
glad to have her part of the team. He doesn't want her to know anything about his Daredevil stuff. Not that he wanted Foggy to know, but we get there. Yeah, I love I love their relationship, their dynamic. Um, I probably should go in solo on Daredevil. I think Charlie Cox was one of the best freaking actors to ever play this character. Uh, I didn't realize how wonderfully he would balance the Matt Murdock Daredevil thing. Uh, it was so freaking good. Uh, he, he, he was mesmerizing. And then, you know, once he puts on the cowl, I think he totally transforms and just in, in the exact ways you want him to. So Charlie Cox is, there's something about British actors playing American characters that I resonate so well with. Uh, I've had a lot of conversations about that recently where, you know, you have Henry Cavill, Superman, you have Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Charlie Cox is one of those where it's like, wow, he leans into something extra American, extra wholesome that we want in um, that character. So I, I really love Charlie Cox. We didn't deserve him to give a performance as good as he gave. Uh, so mad, mad props, mad respect. There you go. Next character up is going to be Kingpin. Um, and this is Vince D'Onofrio's Kingpin. I got I to gotta swallow a tough pill right now. Vince D'Onofrio's Kingpin was not a character I really liked when in my first go of the series. I kind of got sick of him. But as I think this is my third rewatch of the first season. I don't know what it was about this one. Maybe I just paid more attention to it. But man, he absolutely crushes it. He is terrifying. He is mesmerizing. He is complex and also dynamic. And I... He should be... I think he has been, but he wouldn't have been in mine, but ranked as one of the top comic book villains portrayals of all time. He is, I always knew he was a great actor, but I didn't realize he was this great of an actor. So Vince Nofrio's Kingpin is amazing. Don't sleep on this performance like I did. Uh, he, his complexities, his, and also all of the writing surrounding him. You know, we don't really meet him in the first episode. Or maybe we meet him at the end. I think it's the end of episode two. I didn't take super in-depth notes on it because I kind of wanted to make sure I was watching the series as opposed to just taking notes on it. Um, you know, the whole... We meet his assistant first, Wesley. And Wesley is such a mysterious character in the way that you want him to be, you know? He says, we don't say... Wilson Fisk's name, you know, he, my, my employer or da da da. He, he dances around it, which adds to the ominous and the, and the gravitas of who the Kingpin is. And so the way that they were doing that, the setup for him. And then when we first meet him was incredible. And I thought Vince D'Onofrio was a powerhouse in that series. So I'm a huge fan and I was wrong. Um, there's a couple other characters, uh, side characters that uh, I want to mention that because I've read more Daredevil now since I have started, since I had started this series, like there's characters peripherally in the Daredevil universe that I did not realize were who they were. So first being uh, Melvin Potter. Uh, Melvin Potter is a supervillain known as the Gladiator. He's actually an old school daredevil villain. Um, and there's a whole fight scene and he has a freaking like saw blades for like gauntlets. And he just, he's gnarly. He's terrifying. Um, he is the one who builds Wilson Fisk's suits and builds daredevil suit at the very end. And I was like, Oh wow. Like I did not realize I was a gladiator like until 
I had read more Daredevil comics. I'm like, oh, wow, you are actually like a very important character in this universe. So I liked his, I liked what he had going on. Um, I also really liked the one that stuck out to me this most. And I'm like, man, I've watched three seasons of this is uh, Leland Owlsley, who is like a financial confidant of the Kingpin. He is pretty much the second highest in the comics, second highest uh, uh, ranking gangster boss in Hell's Kitchen. If pretty much if Daredevil isn't fighting Kingpin, he is fighting uh, Owlsley and I just did <laughs> when they called him Owlsley, I had to do like a double take because I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is like a pinnacle Daredevil character that was not on my radar whatsoever. So I thought that was really cool. Um, I really loved the actress who play, portrayed Vanessa. I thought Vanessa was that actress was so complex in this series, and I I think she she really like nailed this role, which I think was probably a really complicated project and like task to take on. So I really liked her. Um, and then the last two, which are Daredevil mainstays that I, I knew, but I just need to make sure I tap on them. Number one, Stick. Stick is first appearance, I believe, was in Man Without Fear. So the 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 idea, or or not, I don't remember. Probably it's in the Frank Miller Daredevil run that Stick comes out. So uh, Stick is a really important character that kind of helped Matt hone his abilities Uh pretty much taught him how to be a ninja and there's a lot more stick stuff we're going to see in the series moving forward. But, um, I loved the actor who played that. And I think, I think that was the way he took on that role. And I really like stick. <laughs> I just, I love daredevil. So like seeing these people on screen was like really special, but like also the credibility they gave to them were, was amazing. And then lastly was Ben Urick. Uh, love Ben Urick. RIP spoilers, but Ben Urich is a very, very, very cool character. And uh, I just love that Matt teamed up with the press, uh, or Karen did, actually, I should say. But his his character and the, the way that they gave him kind of a backstory of, like, he used to be this, you know, intrepid reporter. And then, you know, he realized there was something more important and he couldn't keep fighting these battles. And it was very, like, understandable. Like, it makes a lot of sense in how he was doing what he was doing. So I'm a huge fan of Ben Urich. Now, some of the series details, um, I think that for this season in particular, like I didn't know how strong of a believer I was in the 13-episode series. If you ever want to hear my critique on the CW, CW Arrowverse, I think 26-episode series are way too long. I think they kind of drag out. Um, this one I thought worked, but you just have to pay attention to all of the conversations happening. Uh, in order to buy into what they're saying. So uh, this series in particular, uh, this season, it, it made me believe in the 13-episode structure that Netflix has done, but I'm going to give a lot, a lot of credit of that to the writers. I want to talk about the picture that's painted of Hell's, City, or Hell's Kitchen uh, in this series. I thought was really good. I think the way that they made him so ground level and that they brought out the stakes were so amazing. I thought that yeah, you can see Matt's tied to it. And, the, you know, we, we got the classic mainstays. You got Nelson Murdoch and Nelson, or Nelson and Murdoch, attorneys at law office. That was just a ramshackle place because that's who Matt and Foggy are. We had Josie's Bar, which is if I was to ever go to any fictitious bar in the universe, it would be Josie's. And I'd want to see someone get thrown through the front window because that happens in like all of the comics. And I, I love it. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and so, I and and the way that they set up the relationship between Matt and Kingpin, you know, where he gets whomped. I'm pretty sure that reminded me like of a a classic Daredevil Frank Miller issue where I'm pretty sure like Matt fights Kingpin in the dark and I'm pretty sure he still loses. Don't quote me on that. It's been a long time since I read that run. But um then leading up to the final showdown between them two. I thought that final showdown was absolutely perfect. We saw Daredevil, Daredevil in full force. Uh, I, I I loved it. It was a uh, they gave us a series that like we didn't know we needed and like we deserved and it was awesome and the Daredevil costume is so freaking cool. Um I'm rambling, but I just want it to be clear that my favorite part about this show is that it is just getting started. Uh, we have a lot to look forward to in the Netflix universe. I don't know if I'll be watching all those series, but I can tell you right now, I've already started season two because it is that good. And that's that, that one in particular, uh, we have a lot to look forward to in season two. So I think when it comes to Marvel entertainment and what they have, this series is so freaking good. I think that it should be, brought to everyone's attention. Uh, and I, I'd say again, this is necessary viewing. Uh, if you want to understand the broader Marvel universe, this is the place you guys know how I love ground level heroes. So look no further than daredevil for that. Um, the one con, and I even, I don't even know if it's a con anymore. It's a long series. I think they could have done it with at least one last episode, but that's just me. So for my rating, I give this a solid nine out of 10, when it comes to adaptations, it's a near-perfect adaptation. I guess I'm hesitant to give it a full 10, and this is not fair, but because I know seasons two and three are so good. So remember, I'm Cameron. I'm going to just read comics. I love them. See you next time.